Hi everyone, welcome to Podculture Blaze D&D. This is Josh from Two Brothers Talk Games. I'm Tyler from Talking Fail, and I'm playing as Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. Hello, I'm Kevin from the Nerdy Things Podcast. I will be playing Zargash, the Dragonborn Paladin. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the Half-Elf Bard. Hi, everyone. Um, so when we left our heroes last week, um, they were trying to check out, check out or check into the library um, and uh, see if there was anything there. Um, guys, to move things along a little bit, I'm going to say you hear the bell ringing, signaling that it's 6 o'clock. So you guys have one hour now to get ready for dinner. I don't know about uh, you guys, but I heard the bell ringing and I'm salivating. I mean, food does sound good. I guess we just got to get our best boots on. What's what's our plan? Well, let's go prepare for dinner, and <clears throat> we'll make we'll try and figure out a plan for the book, maybe during dinner or after. Yeah, just no, no one like if you're gonna bring it up in conversation, just be real subtle about it. Yeah, we gotta play it cool. Yeah. That's my specialty. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys cannot see my facial expression right now. I'm just waiting for Zygash to yell, Hey, how about this book? <laughs> hey, you guys heard of this demon tome? <laughs> it's got all the demon names in it. Kevin, Wait, you've seen have it? you got a cold? Oh god. Okay, so um, <laughs> you guys all go back to your rooms. What would you like to do? Uh, well, I assume you go back to your rooms. There's there's a couple of servants around. They can show you which of, which of the rooms are yours, if you wish. And you've yes, you've all got your own room. All right, I'm gonna go to my room and just stand there awkwardly for 49 minutes. Okay, that's that's a choice. Uh, I mean, after checking the place to see if there's any listing devices planted, you know, get my best verbs on and get Actually, ready for um, dinner. Gary, I'm, I'm going to do your one last if that's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Amethysia? Oh. Aiden? Uh, Can I? I? Yeah, go ahead, Aiden. Uh, magic in my room. You'll do what, sorry? Detect magic. Well, nice. Nice idea. Um, you cast a spell, you feel the energy build up and then release from you. Um, you detect no magic immediately in your room. Um, you do get hints of divine magic um, throughout the larger complex, like at the edges of the radius of the spell. But, I mean, that's normal. This is a church full of clerics and, and paladins. So that's... Yeah, but they did tell us, you know, that we're not supposed to use magic while we're here. I guess they're this allowed is on, to. This is on church grounds. I mean, the, the watch okay. is... I mean, the, the worst thing they're going to be doing most likely is curing wounds and disease. Those diabolical sons of bitch. Yes. I have a really no good medicine... No one gets to play God like that. They have a really good... I have this amazing medicine score, and they're just, like, putting me out of a job. It's okay, Ethan. They don't know much about tea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're gonna win. Okay. Um, so, Aiden, after you've cast Detect Magic and you're happy there's nothing interesting in the room? Um, well, I walk up to the closet and then I realize that I'm pretty much wearing the only outfit that I have. So, I'm just going to play fetch with Fluffy. Nice. There are bathroom facilities in your rooms as well. So if you guys want to wash up, you can. Yeah, I'll do that. I can use my remaining 11 minutes to wash up. Nice. Amethysia? Uh, I 
that only lasts for 10 minutes. I was getting, I was thinking about uh, doing bardic inspiration, maybe for like going over into somebody's room and giving them a bardic inspiration die, but it says it only lasts for 10 minutes. And is unless that the what dinner... kids are calling it nowadays? <laughs> oh, my God. Unless, unless the uh, dinner goes really horribly, uh, really quickly, I feel like that probably won't benefit us. So I will wash up and prepare for dinner. Very good. Gary, as you enter your room, you see a large tub of steaming hot water and two very, very large orderlies standing in the room. As the door shuts, a large man clamps his hands on your shoulders. Give me a... Hey, uh, hey guys. A, give me a dex roll. All right. This is easy. I've set, the, I've set it really high, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And uh, Gary rolled an eight. What was what, what's your dex bonus, Ethan? Uh, three hundred, I think. <laughs> no, that I think it's accurate. Three hundred and seven. Uh, give or take, like three. Okay. Uh, so in total, I think you get fourteen because you add your proficiency to your dex rolls. Um. You guys, you three, you hear what can only be described as some kind of rumpus coming from Gary's room. Um, there, there's the sound of a large amount of water being sloshed around all over the place, and you can hear fisticuffs. Um, <laughs> Gary, you emerge from your room. You've been dunked, and you... I mean, you're not dripping. You toweled off, I imagine. And you're wearing those new robes. But... Um, there's also a couple of orderlies with a couple of black eyes, and one of them's nursing his arm. Guys, I got a bad feeling about this play. Turned to some weird shit. <laughs> they they had instructions from. Uh, because you're dining with polite company, Gary. You need to be clean. Like harmonious worm. That's not how we roll. You are harmonious <laughs> with the dirt. Yeah. It's more of a wiggle than a roll. <laughs> well, you know. Um, the four of you are led all together to the dining room by one of the servants. Um, as you enter, you see... I mean, it's, it's an intimate little dining room. There is a fairly long wooden table. I mean, you assume it's probably something like an oak or mahogany. It's quite a nice, dark, polished table. Um, the room itself is quite tastefully furnished although there are a lot of holy symbols within the room as well but that's not surprising because it's a it's a church dining room um you enter and you can see four chairs across from you and four sittings on your side of the room as well so it's quite obvious that you guys are going to be sitting on this side and they're going to be sitting on the other side aurel is right in the middle and on his right so your guys left um you can see a human man standing there he's clearly former military and he's probably older he's probably in his mid 50s but he's still in quite good fighting trim what he has though is the most amazing handlebar mustache that any of you have ever seen i mean this thing is glorious um he also has a monocle on his left eye, and on the left side of his face, there are four large scars going down from forehead all the way down to the jaw. On Aurel's left-hand side, you can see what you would have first thought was maybe a, a young girl, but then you realize there's a dwarf woman. Um, she's dark-haired and dark-eyed, dressed quite conservatively, um, but richly. You can see a necklace around her neck, and each of her fingers has got a large golden ring with a different gemstone on each one. Does she have a monocle on her right eye? She does not have a monocle, no. Damn. Um, for what it's worth, she... Has she got a massive handlebar mustache? She has no facial not hair. Not that you can clearly see. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, she kind of looks like Nigella Lawson, if Nigella Lawson was a dwarf. Or if people knew who Nigella Lawson is. Oh, I she's know. A, she's, she's a very, very famous British TV chef. 
Ah. Yep. I don't know my British TV, I guess. <laughs> That's okay. For those of you at home, you can go Google Nigella Lawson. And some of you gentlemen <laughs> may have certain questions to ask that, sorry, to answer that may be a little awkward. Um, Orwell stands and greets you, my friends. Please have your seats. And you can see that each of the seats has got a name tag. Aiden, you're going to be sitting directly across from the human man, Amethysia. You're sitting directly across from the dwarf. Zagash, you are right in front of Aurel. And Gary, you're sitting at the far end, and across from you is an empty sitting, empty seating. Allow me to introduce our guests. This is Commander Thomas Danaud. Commander of Reduk City Watch, and this is Minaharan. She is the current chair, I believe they say, of the Deep Cavern Bank. Um, Thomas smiles at all of you and extends his hand out. As he does, um, Aiden, Fluffy jumps up on him. Um, is it a, a good jump or a... It's a, it's a huge jump. jump. Her tail is wagging. He's being licked all over the face. Um, there's kind of a moment of silence, and then he just he bursts into laughter and joy. Oh, look at you, young magnificent girl. Hmm? Who, who belongs to you, I wonder? Oh, aren't, you, aren't you something? Aren't you something else? So he, he quite liked her. He then reaches out and shakes your hand. Commander Danaub. Danaud. Aiden Hobbs, nice to meet you. Nice. You wouldn't be one of the, uh, you wouldn't be related to the, uh, the Hobbs family rangers, would you, boy? Yes, I am. Damn good fellows. Damn good. Thank you. He then shakes Zargash's hand. Good to meet you, lad. And then he. <laughs> Good to meet you. He uh, he tugs his forelock to you, Amethysia, and Gary. He gives you a wave because you're too far to shake him. You, you you're too far. He can't shake your hand. Well, I didn't want to shake it anyway. It's rude. Not a good mood right now. <laughs> I bet that that water shit didn't happen to Fluffy. No. <laughs> Fluffy takes care of herself. Mina, she smiles at you, Amethysia. And chum to meet you, my dear. And you are? It's very... Uh, I'm Amethysia, but you can call me Amy. It's so nice to meet you. The honor is mine. And your esteemed colleagues. And he leans over to you, Gary. And sorry, she leans over to you, Gary, to shake your hand. Alright, fine. Give a sort of a nod. Today. And you do. And leans over to shake your hands, Zargash. Hi. Should any, should any of you ever need a loan, you just come by and see me. My secretary will arrange an appointment. We appreciate that. Um, Aurel looks at the empty seat and just... It, it's, it's getting a bit after 7 o'clock and you can tell he's a stickler for being on time. Um... He says, if you would all stand, I should like to say a brief prayer, and then we shall begin our repast. I was about to say something in Latin, and then I realized I don't know how to say what I want to say in Latin, and I really should have researched that. He says a quick prayer. It's, it's quite basic. It's really just, you know, the, the, the good gods bless this food. The good, the good lords of light bless our company. May our spirits and bodies be sustained in holiness and righteousness. And he then makes the sign of the gauntlet which is a, a pressed fist to the heart. You guys notice Thomas does it, but Mina just kind of politely nods. He then gently claps his hands and a couple of waiters make their way around. Amy, the first one comes to speak to you and Mina. Uh, would either of you fine ladies care for anything to drink? Uh, yes, I'll actually have a glass of wine. Very good. Uh, would Madame prefer white or red? Uh, red, please. Very good. 
He looks over at Mina, who just kind of gives him a smile. If Aurel has any of that brandy left, I'll have a glass of that and leave the bottle if you would, my good man. He just kind of nods, looks at Aurel, who just waves. Gary, he turns to you. Uh, hot water, splash of milk. Easily done, sir. sir. It will be with you in a moment. Uh, Zagashi looks over at you, my lord. Yeah. Uh, would you care to drink? Oh, yeah. Very good. I, I lean over. Would you like to tell me what you would like to drink, like... my lord? Anything alcoholic, my friend. Excellent. I, uh, I'll bring out a small selection of spirits and you can allow to, and you just tell me which pleases you best. Um, he's not sure uh, of the, uh... A, a large selection of spirits. Very good, my lord. He smiles. He, he's... Or a small selection in large quantities. Even better, my lord. I know exactly how to help you. Um, he then looks up at, uh, Thomas, because he assumes he's kind of next in protocol. Aurel still has that fantastic Osterian red. I'd like to share a glass or two with my new friend here. You have a preference, boy? He's speaking No, to whatever you. you think is best. Jolly good. Two glasses, if you would. And uh, again, leave the bottle. Yeah, very good, sir. Um, he dashes off, and within a few minutes, the food is served on the table. There's a pretty decent selection of different kinds of food. You can see at least a couple of chickens, a very large joint of roast beef. There's a couple of fish and bread rolls, new butter, and some salads. Um, nice. Aiden, you notice that Thomas grabs the roast first, cuts a very, very, very large slice off the larger end of the beef, so it's good and thick and bloody, and just he he just kind of when he thinks. No one else except you is looking. He gives you a wink and just puts it under the table for Fluffy. I give him a wink back. He, he knows the score. You, you, you might have to roll a charisma roll or something after this meal to see if she still wants to stay with you. <laughs> she, she's now got her people food supplier, so you might become obsolete. Um, the rest of you? Well. Oh, all of you, sorry, what do you do? Oh, and your drinks are served. I know. Get my tea on. Navigander at them salads. Sort of. Don't don't speak unless I'm spoken to. Try and like read the room. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have some roast beef and uh, start strike up a conversation with the uh, with the guy right in front of me. It's a good idea. Amethysia. Mina just kind of leans across and says, um, what was your family name, my dear? You, you look passingly familiar. Would I have known your parents, perhaps? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, they, they died quite some time ago. Oh, I am sorry to hear that. That is a tragedy. Um, you guys have been eating for maybe 10 minutes when at the far end of the table, a large purple outline of a door appears. Aurel immediately stands up. Through the portal comes an ancient dragonborn. He's gold scaled and he's got um, one of those long catfish style moustaches and, and a wispy beard hanging from his chin. Oh, Charles, please. Allow me. And, and he just walks over to the table, gives Aurel a look. Don't patronize me, Aurel. He makes a gesture with the finger and his chair just slides back. He sits himself, makes another gesture and it slides forward to the table. Um, and Ethan and, and Amethysia, can each of you give me an insight roll? 18. Nice. It's really good, too, with your proficiency. It's like 20-something. And you, you guys are well on oh, with this guy. Oh, we're on the ball. As he sits down, 
you notice he gives each of you a look. It's not an unfriendly look. I look right back. It's more look of... Hmm. Or in his voice. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Gary, Aurel notices that you're eating only vegetables and quite sparingly, and you notice that he's very same. I commend you, monk, on your strength of spirit. What? I mean, this is, this is just how us harmonious worms ro uh, roll, dude. I've heard good things about your school. If they were all as disciplined as yourselves, then corruption is not your concern. Yeah, man. If you ever see any of those dragons, the, the, the dragon school guys show up, like, point them out for me. I gotta give them a, a firm scene, too. They are a blight upon this world. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. You, you can tell he's not down about them at all. Aiden? Thomas is, uh, he just has so boy. What brings you into this wide world, hmm? No, oh, you know, just uh, adventures and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to stop orcs from burning towns. Mm. The huge. Well, damn fine thing for a young man like yourself to do. I uh, used to be with His Majesty's Air Cavalry, don't you know? Scout Riders. That's where I picked up these little boys. And he points to the scars on his face. Yeah, Warg got me, don't you know? Killed my horse out from under me and then gave me this little love tap to deal with. Cut the blighter down, though. Have his skin as a rug in front of a fireplace. Damn good thing to wipe my feet on at the end of the day. Damn good thing. He then pours you a glass of red wine and pours himself on. And slips Fluffy another piece of meat. She, she's got her head on his lap and is giving him huge puppy dog eyes so he's he's quite taken now Aurel leans forward and simply says in fact it is quite providential that you four turned up as you have Zephyrinus, really I thought you were just being nice well hospitality is a virtue of the gods Zephrinius has told me to aid you, as I believe I ought. He has, however, told me also to use you against the corruption. You can see kind of Thomas and Thomas just rolls his eyes. Mina is just eating quietly and Elshaz is just not paying attention at all. Like he's just gently tucking into some fish. There is a cult, led by a former brother of ours. His name is Gubernay. He is <laughs> leading the people away from the truth of the light. Um, as he talks, you guys can see his eyes. Yeah, you, you, you can just see his eyes becoming inflamed with passion. And it, it, it's like he's barely just holding in this energy. There are stories of sacrifice, of dark rites, of the summoning of evil creatures. I would ask you to put an end to him. Where's he operating from? Just down the road? He preaches every day throughout the city, although none of my men, or our good commander's men, have been able to find his base. I would task you with it. Of course, the church shall show her favor and support should you remove this problem. Can I finish my meal first? Of course. I would not have you hungry or not well rested. This church is now your, your home. You may sleep and eat here as you wish. Sweet. <laughs> Is there anything you guys are wanting to ask him? Yeah, if those two dudes at the hot water shop again, I'm like, they aren't walking out of there. Dude, Dude, I don't think that's a question. I think that's a statement. 
well, you know, we gotta know where we, we gotta. He said we gotta treat the place like home, and you know, no home I've been to has that sort of thing going on. Yeah, he's right. No home he's ever been into has he ever bathed in. So this is inappropriate. <laughs> I understand you did have difficulty with my servants. They were perhaps too zealous in their duties. You, of course, have my apologies, my friend. It's very unharmonious. I mean, for the record, your odor was unharmonious, too. That's, like, that's subjective. <laughs> well, Aurelo's just quietly sitting there, and Thomas and Mina aren't really sure what to know, what to make about your conversation. Um, Thomas, however, leans forward and just says, I'd prefer it there if you could do it quietly. I don't want any riots in the streets. Not again, Aurel, if that is something you could avoid. I'd rather you didn't kill what the What caused the riot before? Well, yes, Aurel. Why don't you tell them what caused the riots before? I dispatched paladins to apprehend the man so we could discuss his beliefs, the reason he left. His followers took exception. That's a darn fine way of saying your men walked in, tried to cuff him, and his followers sent them both to the infirmary. Beaten black and blue. I'll not have it again in the streets, Aurel. I'll not have it. This whole damn civil war nonsense has been, a, has been bad enough. People are on edge. He looks at you four and just says, investigate him first. If you find no evidence of anything illegal, then you leave him be. Again, I don't want riots. His majesty was rather okay. displeased about the last one. Right, but I mean, no offense, man. But, you know, we were just kind of coming here. Uh, our, our, our friend sent us. It was a casual thing, and you're now you're telling us to go do all of this. Like, what what's in it for us? You will not find the church ungenerous. Zephyrinus has written that a, a stipend should be made available, and our facilities, perhaps even our armory, should you prove to be faithful and righteous. I mean, I basically, here's the deal. This, if, if you want us to do this and you want us to do it quietly, no riots, all of that, like, we basically want a key to the city. You know, we were, we were hassled on our way in, and I, I'm all about helping you guys out. I'm, I'm down, but we just, we need free access to pretty much whatever we want if we do this for you. Right. The, this goes against every fiber Tom, of my Thomas's being. Thomas's eyebrows have lifted tell you, up into I'm his head. I'm already blue. <laughs> Um, Aurel puts a hand on his shoulder to calm him. I understand you wanted access to the more esoteric parts of my library. This will be made available. We were just being curious there. I'm just saying, we just, we, we want to make sure that, you know, we're getting some value out of this. Yeah, Mina puts a hand we up. want that and we want access to the weird stuff. Mina puts a hand up and says, Letters of credit have been deposited with us. Of course, we will advance you a sum if that is the problem, dearies. And Thomas, key to the city, don't know. Probably a bit much to ask, but I imagine one or two of my guards could look the other way should it be completely necessary. I'll uh, let them know that you're not to be unnecessarily detained, but again, heed my words. If you are going to kill the fellow, do it quietly without any witnesses, preferably. But only uh, if he's doing something illegal. Or if Aurel is right. At this point, Aurel looks over at Elshaz, uh, my learned friend. Do you have any objection? I don't care. Do what you will. Nothing they're doing is intruding on my own work. And should you choose to move against them, they're just meat sacks as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, Gary, it's at this point you hear a voice in your head. Yes, monk, I'm talking to you in your head. No, I can't read your thoughts. No, don't speak out loud. Just think the words back. Do you understand? Okay. <laughs> this is a new one. Yes. <laughs> I, what? I thought he couldn't read your thoughts. Hey, hey, Aiden. Gary's got a weird look on his face. What's what's up with that? No, no, no. I like I'm like using my tea mug to cover my face. <laughs> well, I basically mouth what I want to say back. <laughs> really long. Uh, Amy, roll me uh, a, uh, an inside check. And Ethan, you roll me a deception. Or well, Gary, roll a deception. I don't think Gary's fooling anyone. Um. <laughs> no. Crystal, I mean, uh, sorry. Amethysia, you notice something's up with him? Like, he's drinking his tea. He's not saying anything, but he's kind of, like, got the cup up to his mouth for a little too long. Okay. What are you, monk? Uh, excuse me? What are you? I mean, it's pretty obvious, ain't it? I'm no, a dude that's why beats I'm the asking. shit out of fucking evil dragon guys. I've met monks. I've met many of them from both sides. You are unlike many of them. You and your friends. I will ask again one day. But it is clear that you have some involvement with something else. Perhaps then you'll tell me. And he Probably points, not, dude. He points to like a thing of bread rolls. Could you pass me the bread, please, monk? He Wait, actually said that one out loud. He said that one out loud, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I sort of... That's I was going to say, Gary's thought... just handing bread to everybody for no reason. He's talking... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. madness. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> I thought he'd want to show off his telekinesis again, but all right, I'll just sort of shrug and like, all right, dude. Thank you. Politely takes... hand him some bread. He he takes the um the bread from you, and as he does, you notice that a small object kind of slides its way up your sleeve as he takes the bread rolls. And he, he speaks into your mind again. Things. I've given you a ring. When you're ready to talk, just tap it and say my name. I'll hear you. But keep this to yourself. Thanks for the walkie-talkie, bro. He looks at you like... And don't have time for this shit. The meal continues on for a short amount of time, and then at the end, Elshaz merely stands up, gives all of you kind of a a weary kind of look, and then gives Aurel just a nod. And he makes a pass with his hands, mutters a few words, and the portal reappears, and he just walks out. So and what's Thomas, his deal? What's his, like, job in this town? Master Elshaz is perhaps the most powerful mage in the entire city of Redok. He knows many secrets, and it is a fool who disregards his words. Alright. Excellent. Well, I, have, friends. I have an idea for a possible plan. I give you evening to yourselves. He rises as do the other guests and they all just leave the room. They're, they're happy to let you like clear up if you guys want you know, a couple of extra desserts or another cup of coffee or something. Cool. I always want more desserts. So, yeah. Excellent. The waiter comes around. I guess just eats like 15 uh, desserts. like another cake? What are the, the rest pie. of them going to eat? We can supply any amount of cakes or pies, sir. Orwell has uh, instructed us to see that you are all as well-fed as possible. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Very good, sir. He, he just backs out, and within a few minutes, a couple of other waiters arrive. There's a bunch of, like, fresh apple and variety of fruit pies put on the table, and a, and a very, very large ghetto. There's also another pot of tea for Gary. 
I sort of have this mental image of Zargash trying to cram the whole dessert trolley into the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very similar mental image now. Okay. Um, is it is it just the four of us now, or are the it rest? It is just of the... the four of you. The waiters okay. have left the room. They're, they're going to give you your right. privacy. They've left you a bell to ring if there's anything you want. Oh, and Fluffy did not right. leave with, well, I've got... ca with with Commander Dan Allen. She she knows better. Good, good. Um, I have an idea for a plan. All right, shoot. So, what if um, a couple of us it was so? It may be well known that the four of us came into town. Uh, at this point, I don't know if they if they announced their fancy dinner parties. But if a couple of us pretend to be kind of outcast from the castle, and we could, you know, join up with their that church as potential new members and infiltrate it from the inside, that could be one avenue of, of doing this quietly. Yeah, okay. all right. That sounds pretty cool. We'll just pretend to be new acolytes. We're so interested in the cult of... What cult was this again? He did tell you, but sorry, I didn't elaborate. It's the cult of the everlasting flesh. Wow, sounds gross. Sounds like a weird zombie cult. Guys, I bet they're full of zombies. Uh, I hate zombies. Yeah, I don't all right. Know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think your plan is good, Aiden, but if we split up the group... You know that we risk we put ourselves in potentially more danger as well. True. I just didn't know if if uh, Gary would have uh, some kind of uh, you know religious opposition to pretending to be a different religion. I mean, you're only pretending. It's fine. Said the local like, character. What's a big deal? Well, like no, it's, just... it, it's like it's it's a, it, we're going undercover. But it's an undercover operation. That's totally lawful. Okay, okay, okay. If you say so. It's just before we make any dark pacts, we stop. All right. That's 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 when we know we've gone too far. When we're offering flesh to the to the Stygian abyss, maybe maybe we break cover at that point. All right. When and we're then, about to and this is going to about to sacrifice well, a lamb you're... on some infernal altar. Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> Up to then, it's all cool. I assume you guys go to bed after Zagash has finished the rest of the dessert car. It was the late night, but yeah. <laughs> you guys retreat back to your rooms and you sleep a bunch of hours. You're all you, you've got all your hit dice, all your hit points, all your spells, all key points, all that MacGuffins. What what time do you want to get up? What do you want, what time do you want to head out? And how do you want to prepare? this little operation i mean we gotta look like we, we gotta look like we're chumps we're down on our luck chumps you're ready to go yeah I, I put my worst robes on i sort of roll around in the dirt a little bit and i'm like all right we're good so nothing different to prep for today gotcha dude <laughs> i just i got like a big fucking bath like just the night before a little bit of preparation was required but i'm saying no we we should probably keep the weapons either concealed or, and maybe maybe like don't wear the, all the fancy armor. We gotta look like chumps. No, that's, right. that's how cults. That's, that's, that's what cults try to target. They try to target chumps. Well, I mean, Amethyst, and I'm not wanting to quarterback anything, but Amethyst can look like whatever she wants. Yeah, I can. I can make myself look like anybody. Um, or anything. For... You, you could change your clothes and cosmetics if you like. Okay. Actually, yeah. oh, oh, all right. You have the bag with all the equipment in it, and you look like someone who's not carrying a bag of holding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> that's not a terrible idea, Gary. <laughs> it's a good trick. That is. How much? How much of my normal attire and weapons would be suspicious? Like, you know, I just have the bow and arrow and swords and a dagger. Is that going to draw suspicion if I just throw a cloak over that or something? You could probably get away with just having like the short swords and a dagger concealed behind you in the cloak. The bow. I mean, a longbow is like four or five feet, if I recall. Yeah. 
So that yeah. might be somewhat tricky to try and disguise that. I mean, you could put it in the bag of holding, and no one would know it's there. All right, I'll drop it in there. Okay. Um, Zagash, what, what do your own preparations look like? Uh, I guess I take my armor off. I don't know. I'm going to be near Gary. No matter what I do, I'm going to look awesome. <laughs> That's true. I'm glad you. Ha I'm. I'm glad you're happy. And I mean, your plan. Your, your special magical hammer. Um, you can summon that and unsummon it at will. So, you, you're all. You're never like more than a second away from being armed. Nice. I like it. Very good. Amethysia, paint, paint us a picture with words as to what your character is going to look like. Well, uh, well, how much do we know about this cult? Like, I feel like you know, I would like to... You know a little bit. He proselytizes mainly to the homeless and to the down and out, so Gary was actually spot on. Um, he was a former member of the Church of Torniac, and you know that he <coughs> preaches every day out in the Temple District and then walks through different districts of the town preaching. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to make myself look pretty, pretty well down and out, um, still fairly young, like not necessarily older. Like I want to look like I've got potential, like, mm -hmm. but not, you know, like I but clearly down on my luck. Like, no, not like the, my clothes are going to be like tattered and dirty, mm -hmm. but like physically Maybe I've, you know, maybe I've scraps, and I definitely, like, would be of use to someone, potentially, but, like, I clearly have fallen on hard times. Do you, do you still want to look will, like I a... I have almost no... Do you still want to look like a half-elf woman, or another race, and maybe a male? Uh, I'd actually like to look like a human male. Good choice. Very nice. Okay, so... Your, your band of now rag pickers and uh, bone somethings. Looking like a bunch of homeless, you guys leave the back door of the church, I assume, and head around to the temple district. It doesn't take you long to find this man. He's standing in front of a fountain, and his robes are somewhat... They're, they're torn and frayed at the edges. And he has got his hands upraised, his, his face toward heaven, preaching to this... You guys will fit right in with this crowd. And uh, I need to be careful not to shout too loud into my microphone because I don't want to peek it too badly and have to fix it in post. Behold, my brethren, these heathens and their false gods were done in luxury while you starve. You and your families. You and your children. Come and meet the Lord of Bounty in the church of the everlasting flesh and be fed. Eat of his endless goodness and be well. He goes on for 20 minutes like this. You're not sure if he breathes or if he's just mastered circular breathing because he's got one volume setting and it's really loud. You can see the watchmen there. They're just watching, but they're not doing anything. They are very well outnumbered and they don't want to start anything with this crowd. Do you see them, brothers? They're here to keep you down. And he's pointing at the watchmen. What would you guys like to do? I want to start booing the Watchmen. Boo! I'd like to detect magic. Okay. Um, you cast detect magic around you. I mean, like, huddling up and then throwing it out, I imagine. You don't detect any magic spells being used. There is a certain weird feeling around Brother Gubernet, and his staff lights up. So you can see that it is a magical staff. What, what do you do with this information? I kind of, uh, uh, hopefully I can have like a small conversation with, the, with my team. But uh, It's, it's very, like, hey, very noisy around um, you. People are clapping. There's a lot of shouting of approval. Uh, People are booing the guards. Cats and dogs living together. All right, well. Mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, farts, farts, farts. Well, Thank you, Zagash. <laughs> is there anything that I can do to kind of help in instigate a riot? 
I thought we were trying not to riot. Well, we're trying to join this church. Listen, I just heard riot. That's why I'm here. Yeah, we're, we don't want a riot involving the death of our target. But, you know, riots happen but every day. We horribly can't maimed. all of them. Whosoever would come to the Lord of Bounty, my brothers, let him step forward now. Let him be fed. Let him be taken care of. I mean, that sounds like my cure. Sounds like all our cures. So what's what's our order of giving ourselves to this cult? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, well, so I... I want to make sure that he doesn't touch me uh, when I approach. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be last in the line. Because, um, well, um, yeah, you, like if you he... can have like your guys around you, like performing like a like a protective shield kind of thing. Okay. Well, I know it just says that like any parts of me that aren't real, like theoretically would like his hand would move through. So I don't want mm-hmm. to break you, the you illusion of stuff. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, so I want to make sure that I'm kind of, I'm I'm acting interested, but meek and kind of hanging back behind the rest of the party. Very good. He looks directly at you, Gary, and, and it's like he sees a kindred spirit. I mean, he's got a quarter staff. You've got a quarter staff. He's in unwashed robes. You're in unwashed robes. He he doesn't mind the look of you, brother. Have they reduced you to this? Yeah, I know. It sucks, right? Damn, these Aristos. It breaks hey, my heart. Together, you guys could make a half-staff. <laughs> I know, right? Josh sad. Because that was really Let's good. increase... <laughs> let's be chums, you know? Let's, let's get our cult on. I mean, let's get our Concerned Citizens Brigade on. I, uh... I can't tell you everything here, brother, but... And he slips you, he grabs your hand, and you feel a piece of paper go straight into your palm. Can you roll me a perception check? Uh, Gary and Aiden. And Aiden, roll it with Fluffy. So you'll add some, like, stuff there. I think she adds two. Excellent. Uh, Like a 2d4? Oh, no, 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 She adds two to all her perception checks that require smell, which will be very important. Gary, you notice nothing. You, you've got that piece of paper in your hand, so you're just kind of holding on to that. Aiden, you notice Fluffy, like, sniffing and then, like, and shaking her head. Like, like she smelled something she really doesn't like. Sorry. I'm going to use Beast Speech and talk to her and ask, what do you smell? That one smells bad. <laughs> I don't like, like him. How bad? Like, okay. He, he, she gives you a look. Like you can't smell that. He smells of wrong and and sick and other things. Well, of course. Well, yeah, of course I smell bad. Like you guys can smell like a cologne, but Fluffy's the one who can smell what's under there. He says tonight, brothers. No other time. Show that to no one. It is a secret, my friend. It's a secret. I go now. I go. I I cannot have them see me with you for too long. And he wanders off just kind of preaching and the the, the crowd of homeless, some of them follow him and others just like disperse to a bunch of different alleyways. All right. Find a careful moment to see what this piece of paper says. Excellent. You open it up. On the piece of paper... There is what looks like a glyph that is very, very similar to what you've seen on that piece of paper when you were um, up from the Mithril Skull case, but it looks like it's only half. Um, you also see um, what looks like a manhole cover with the number 28 on it. I mean, I'm guessing I, don't, I can't use my Rune Master ability or whatever it's called. My fancy reading glasses. To um, decipher this at all. You can. I mean, there's just there's just not a lot written on there. Or the only word is midnight. 
All right, guys. It says midnight. It's 28. There's a picture of a manhole. Uh, I don't know what we do with this. What do you guys think? Obviously, we have to find 28 manholes by midnight. <laughs> That's the, the, I mean, damn. It's a scavenger really, hunt. Cults are really hard to join these days. Right? That's what I'm saying. So much easier just become a church, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you become a church? I don't understand. Uh, this is, I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> Sargash, you're my favorite. You better tell him pretty soon. Um, Dragonborn only lived for about 80 years. You live for a good 300, 400 or so? Well, you're, probably probably like, you're, you're probably like twice his age now, or three times his age. You can look like you're half his age, though. Wait, I'm gonna die? No, 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 not you. No, the other were dragonborns. All right. Can uh, I, since I'm still, since I still have my uh, uh, beast speech with mm -hmm. Fluffy, can I can I ask her if she can track where he's been? Not like the way that he went, but like where he's from. If we can track like where his base of operations is based on her nasty, the nasty smell. Yeah, absolutely can. Give me another D20 for her. Because, I mean, look, as bad as the guy smells, he's been walking around a lot. Dang it. Ooh, that's not very yeah. good. Okay. No. She just kind of shrugs. Like, she can give you a vague idea of what direction he may have come from. But, I mean, there's so many people walking around here and so many other smells. It's really hard just to pick out one scent trail. But she, she kind of... She, she vaguely makes an action like... I think he came from over there and points down one of the roads. Can each of you give me a perception? Okay, Gary, that's not great. Aiden, that's awful with the two. That's terrible. Not amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm proficient in perception and I have a plus three. That doesn't help, probably. No, 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 it does. It really does, actually. Okay. That makes yours 11. Zargash, what's your wisdom? Zargash's wisdom is 12 with a plus one. Okay, and Gary, yours is actually really good. As you guys set off that way... Plus four. Gary, you look down, and you see a manhole, and it's got the number 37 on it. Uh, oh, we have to go down the, under, in the manholes, uh, and in the sewers. We gotta find number twenty-eight, though. I don't want to go down yeah. no goddamn sewer before we, we yeah, if we yeah. don't have the right one. Excellent. And all right. Unfortunately, guys, we're gonna have to leave it there till next week. Although for us, next week is Christmas. Yay, Christmas! Yay. Quad Culture plays D and D is an independent creation put together by myself and the other people you listen to. I'd love to thank Gavin, the miracle of sound done, for the use of his music. Please go buy it all. He's amazing. All the other sound effects come from internet libraries. If you have any queries, please contact us at Twitter at PodCultureDnd. Until next time, be good. <laughs>